Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello, and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm joined by Jay and Ryan Slowowski. What's up, gentlemen? How's it going, guys? So now that you've got two extremely long Polish names, I like that you only decided to say one of them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. It's like, listen, I'm not doing this twice. Well, I don't. I don't normally say your full name, Jay. So, um, know. you know. But I feel like I don't know. Ryan's a guest. I feel like uh, you know it gives it adds a little gravitas to the to the I get gravitas now. Excellent. Yeah. I'm not used to this oh. over in Stabcast land. <laughs> it's a big step up from the tin cans and string that you guys use on the stand. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Ryan, of course, is from Stabcast, which is another Star Wars Legion podcast. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, if you like Star Wars Legion and nonsense, uh, we're the show because uh, we are about that in equal parts. So, yeah, we're, we're four friends that just kind of disagree and yell at each other and have very little factual evidence for the ideas we present. That's about right. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. (laughs) But we try to be entertaining while we do it. So that's that's what we got going. Yeah. What what is go ahead? Hang on. I'm sorry. I just what is that that you're drinking there? Is is that water or so this is this is just water. It should be moonshine as as it disappears in the background, but it is an old uh, bourbon bottle that I now use water bottle. I was gonna say that is very interesting. I was going to stop you from asking because when we we used to do recover the supplies, <laughs> and uh, that was yep. with Krabic and Brendan Franz, we all used to drink a lot while we would we, do that yes, show. We and actually, Ryan started that. So that was. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to spend two three hours with you three, I'm going to drink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair, oh, man. Yeah. Um, well, if it was if it was whiskey or something like that, I would not object. But I was just curious because that was a very unique looking receptacle there. Um, I try. I try. <laughs> all right. Today we're going to talk uh, about waffling, um, which I certainly am a self-described expert in. And uh, apparently it's been contagious because Jay has said yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, so we'll, it's so bad. <laughs> we do, of course, have Nova Open coming up in three weeks. Yep um yeah and uh i'm still i'm i'm painting what i think i'm gonna play but it's like <laughs> it's still like a 40 percent chance that that's what yeah, i end up playing sure yeah um so we'll talk about that uh we're gonna talk about how to prep for a tournament generally how to practice um etc but before we do that let's get to housekeeping Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you guys know the drill. You've been listening. Uh, If you like the podcast or if you've read one of our blog posts, uh, join us on Patreon, support us on Patreon. We, you know, we, we pay our, our blog writers and everybody. So that's how we do it is through Patreon. And uh, you know, right now we are giving away uh, print and play cards. Um, Some of our Patreon members have already gotten, you know, Kyle, I've been playing coy with the audience for the last like three or four weeks. I'm just going to come out and say it. If you're at certain levels on the Patreon, I'm going to send you the Battle Force cards. Like we, we're we're printing those and handing them out. And if you were at Gen Con, uh, Ryan, unfortunately, I didn't see you. I would have given you a set, but we had a set at, at Gen Con that we were handing out I, as well. I so, see how it is. Yeah. Uh, sorry, buddy. Uh, if okay. you were there, you would have gotten one. I mean, all these I, I was know. there. I don't want to hear it. 
I had a uh, I had people like messaging me on Discord going, "Where are you right now?" And I'm like, uh, "I'm at <laughs> this booth." And they're like, "Can you stay there for two minutes?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then they like came over and I just handed them a pack of cards. Uh, That's which, funny. Yeah, that was fun. Um, but yeah, so so you know, join us on Patreon. You help support all all the great content that we put out, and we send you free shit. Uh, next, you could go to fifthtrooper.com. You could go to the blog, the store. We got all kinds of stuff there. Uh, you know, Stormtide. We're about to send out our next box of Stormtide, which is our our narrative campaign that comes out monthly. We uh, we have some pretty exciting stuff coming up for that. That I'm. I'm really jacked about. Uh, so that's going to be great. Uh, I know we've gotten a lot of new Stormtide players uh, in the last month and a half. So I'm really glad you guys are on board. And, I um, and then as usual, check out all our tools, Legion HQ, which is our list builder, uh, Legion Quick Guide, which we basically took the rules reference and now the forum as well. And we put it all in one tool that's alphabetical. So for people like Ryan, who judge a lot of events, he can he can use Legion Quick Guide to get all the rulings uh, and, and the forum rulings too now, Ryan. So like, yeah, because those are a pain in the neck to find. Yeah, so. they really are. Uh, and then our Legion stats tool, which gives you all the stats from all the recent tournaments and stuff. So so Ryan, uh, let's do your housekeeping. Where can where can people find you guys, and what, what are you guys up to? Yeah, I mean we're we're not up to much. We I just got back from Gen Con. That's um, really our Tim... promotion for yeah, your whole... yeah yeah. No, it's I mean it's it's Stabcast. Um, we uh, you can find us at SW Stabcast wherever finer podcasts are found, and we ramble on the internet for four or five hours a month. So yeah, it's a it's a good time. If you like, like I said, if you like nonsense, we already kind of plugged me earlier. Um, or if you want to buy cool fanny packs that Fifth Trooper doesn't sell, you can you can buy Stabcast fanny packs. That's true. I've seen them. They are of the top quality. They're very good. You guys did a great job on those. Uh, we didn't do anything. We paid someone else to. It's yeah. great. Uh, <laughs> I, I have one of those fanny packs. You do. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You took it off my corpse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I will say, listen, it's the only time I've ever going to say anything nice about you guys. So, uh <laughs> I I think you guys do some of the best audio battle reports that like I it's something that we've always struggled with like how do you recount a game and sure, make it you know, make it interesting and you guys do a great job great great job with that top yeah notch. taking a, a very spatial thing and condensing it into a non-spatial medium <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but you guys have really perfected that so if you got you know if, for those of you at home and and you want to you know Ryan and Tim and the guys over there all I'm not going to name everybody. I just, I really only like Ryan and Tim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I know the You're rest right, of their like, names. You like, you like Tim. Yeah. Just for really dark reasons. Uh, and so. I know more. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and they're great players. So listening to them talk about the game and break down their games, I think can only make you a better Legion player. So I highly recommend going and checking that out. Not Will or Ben. If they're talking no. about a game, just just shut it off until Ryan hit, and Tim hit, hit the little the little skip uh, thirty seconds yeah. ahead, a couple times. Oh, thir- thirty seconds. You yeah. the rest well, of a couple. You got to hit it a, a handful of times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. You guys are great. Um, all right. Should we talk about? Should we? T- should we talk? Just talk about waffling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so, like I'm going to be on the other side of the boat here. This will be interesting. <laughs> so for those that uh, do not know, 
Um, I am constantly posting lists, uh, mostly in our internal fifth trooper discord, sometimes in other ones, but, uh, I'm just like every day, at least I post one list and sometimes (laughs) like leading up to a tournament, it's like, it's like three a day. I feel like, um, I want to clear this up. We all look at lists all the time, uh-huh. but what yes. but Kyle is saying is when he posts a list, he's actually considering playing that list, mm-hmm. like pulling the minis off of the shelf, ready to play that list. Not just like, hey, I was, hey, I was just thinking about this list. What do you guys think? And no, he's like, should I bring this tomorrow? Like this is. <laughs> yeah, I don't usually just randomly post lists that I'm like, hey, this would be cool if I post a list that's like, all right, guys. I'm finally to the point where I'm deciding between two lists for this tournament. Here's option A and option B. And then next day I'll have two completely different lists and I'll be like, all right, I'm finally decided (laughs) that it's going to be one of these two lists. Yeah. Never mind that they're completely different from the two lists that I said the same thing about yesterday. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, my Legion journey has been uh, circuitous and has led me uh, progressively through all four factions. Um, so I have a lot of options. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Um, and I have been known to do things like flip coins. Uh, I've, or... I've seen it. It's, it's, yep. It is known. <laughs> let Facebook um, decide. <laughs> let Facebook decide. I let my daughter decide once. Uh, I put, <laughs> I, put uh, I think it was Darth Maul, um, Dooku, and uh, Jedi Luke in front of her, the, very, the three models, and I asked her to pick one. Uh, she was, I think she was three at the time. Um, she might've been four anyway. And she picked Darth Maul. So that's what I play. Um, now it's not like I'm just randomly, like I'm not using the, the, the random Legion list generator here. Like these are all things that I've thought out and I would be like happy to play. Um, but even still, yeah, it's, uh, the, the waffling is bad. So, so let me ask this question as someone who doesn't waffle a whole ton, because I only play one faction, um at what point is your cutoff of when for for serious contention for a big tournament do you start to to really nail down facets are we flipping coins two days before or two weeks before uh yes (laughs) that's fair that's fair so um usually it depends on how much i have to get painted um which is always almost always going to be some non-zero quantity sure um but i would say it varies uh there was actually one time where it was it was Atlantic City and then Lone Star Open last year where I just um, I liked what I played at Atlantic City. It was Mall B2s and I thought it was still going to be good for Lone Star. So I literally just left it in my bag. That was probably the only time I've like never waffled on a list. I just literally like left the whole thing in my bag, didn't do anything between those two tournaments. Um, and then you have the other end of the spectrum, Nova Open in 2019. Um <laughs> It was literally the night before, and I had finally decided <laughs> the night before to play Rebels and run um, Luke, Leia, uh, Wonder Twins, which at the time was like sure. you know a reliable, yeah. popular list. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been like dabbling a little bit with Empire. I had previous weekend played Palpatine for the first time, um, and I was like, that was fun, but I only have you know like three games reps worth of Palpatine. I'm gonna go with what I know, so I go sure. to put my cards in my little uh card holder things and i'm like uh where are my card binders <laughs> um, i had left them at the store 
the, the tournament was at um, the previous weekend and they were still there. Hopefully I was thinking to myself, but this was the night before Nova open. I have to be right. up, up at Nova open, you know, the next morning at like 8am. So there's zero chance that I'm getting these binders before the tournament starts. And the cards that were in my card holders, uh, the, the little wooden tray thingies that I have mm-hmm. um, was the list that I played the previous weekend, which was Palpatine. So <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm bringing Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I did. So it's a spectrum, I guess. So this fate is... forced you to play a list that you had actually been practicing. I mean, three games. I don't know if that's, I would say that's... that's... Um, that is some amount of practice yeah <laughs> which is more than i've had for yeah. i mean the first time i played empire I went in cold to invader league so um yeah uh and it turned out that and i got lucky i got lucky essentially palpatine that was the tauntaun sure. first tournament of tauntauns and palpatine is great against tauntauns so that worked out yes um but um anyway yeah it varies it varies wildly usually about two weeks i think i like to be kind of comfortable with with what I'm doing, but it's definitely gone down to the wire pretty consistently. Like I'm sitting here painting. Uh, I just, this is uh, Gideon, I think. I'm sitting here painting Inferno Squad um, because last weekend I, uh, not last weekend, two, three weeks ago, I played at a tournament, local tournament, and I ran Empire with Inferno Squad, and it was great. But since then, I've like, I mean, even just today, there's been like four different lists for four different factions that I've been like, what about this? And yet I'm still sitting here painting Empire. So I don't know. It's well, an know. omen of sorts, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so like a disease, that has completely spread to me. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm all over the place, Kyle. It's so bad. Um, it's so Which, bad. you know, as long as I've known you, Jay, like I've not really seen this. Usually it's just like hashtag double heavy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so about the last, what, eight months or so, I've been playing a OP Luke Sabine list. And I'm like, okay. I've been railing on the podcast, like the 10,000 hours rule, right? I'm like, I'm just going to play this until I'm perfect at this list right i played it through invader league i did pretty well in invader league i played it at all these other tournaments i've just that's all i've been playing and i've been doing very well with it and it's been going great and then something in my head broke uh i don't know if it was mini stravaganza or the new releases or shadow i don't know something happened and i'm off the rails like legitimately off the rails now and i i've been i've been i played uh uh what what is it the uh the battle force there the rebel battle force uh echo base echo base yeah sorry uh, i'm thinking because listen we're doing order tokens for him and i'm calling him other things and so i <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to think of the real name uh and so so uh yeah i've been playing echo base a lot uh, which I really liked, but then, um, and this is a topic we're going to talk about. I, I gave my buddy, Jeremy, the list. I said, all right, I'm going to play a different list against this to find its weaknesses. And the list I built, I really liked. Um, and I just kind of built it on a whim, uh, but it was really, really good. And I was like, um, and it's a CIS list. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll play this list. Um, yeah. And then this morning, 
uh, I had I was in the shower and I actually grabbed my phone off the the sink because I had an idea for a list. I was like, what if I did Luke Sabine, but the Empire version of that? And I started building that out. And I'm just, so I am I'm legitimately all over the place. What, what what is the Empire version of that? All right. <clears throat> well, first oh, no. of all, you got a lot more points to deal with, which uh, yes. was crazy in my head. Uh, so I'm going to log into my Legion HQ. Oh, for all your list building needs. LegionHQ.TheFifthTrooper.com. It's the best le- Legion list builder. Right, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> I'm blinking uh, twice because I'm not safe. Yeah, it's, everything's <laughs> fine. All I right. think if you say it, it defeats the purpose. So in my Luke Sabine list, you have the two <laughs> operatives. You have Luke, OP Luke and Sabine, right? And then right. what I had with them was I had the vets, the M- two vets, two MKs, three snipers, and then a generic commander that's, you know, with whatever upgrades and everything. So I was like, all right, well, what's the Empire version of that? So I said, okay, OP Vader, burst of speed, force push, seize the initiative. Yeah. All right, Boba Fett, seize the initiative, emergency stims, right? Let's let's get boba in there then i was like okay what are the comparable to the vets i said well shore troopers so i got two shore troopers two mortars in there three snipers okay and i've had a significant amount of points left and i said Mm -hmm. okay well normally i would put a generic commander in here i'm like well what if i put krennic in here right so i have krennic with strict orders and then all that other stuff i mentioned i'm at 794 So okay. my my question there would be how do you what's your plan to get orders to the the short troopers? Well, you would you wouldn't basically, and so okay. uh, you know, and like right now, I don't with the Luke Sabine list, I hardly ever have orders out to the vets, so it'd be the same style of play uh, that I'm using now. Um, I did flirt with the idea of seeing if I could get. I can't, but like seeing if I could somehow fit death troopers with the comms relay, but it won't work right with the way with the points and everything. Basically your core troopers don't get points what you're doing. And here's, here's my, here's how I play Luke and Sabine. The, the rest of your army is basically just, they don't move much during, during the, (laughs) they they just sit there. Right. And they hide get some heavy cover, maybe peekaboo shoot and stuff, but they really don't do much. So they don't need a ton of order control because it just doesn't matter. Whenever they get orders, they can do whatever they're doing because your two focus pieces are, are basically, and Kyle's played against my Luke's bean list. You know, your two focus pieces are on their way to like, screw up whatever plans it is that your opponent has you know and they have to deal with them and generally what i have found is that i've lost both luke and sabine in games and still won because i still have mm-hmm. a majority of my army left right? yeah they can um, buy time yeah so, so i think the same philosophy would work and i don't have to worry about them as much because they have red saves instead of white saves right <laughs> right yeah yep um have you considered improv, improvised orders instead of strict orders? On yeah, yeah, I was going back and forth. Okay. Um, I like improvised orders, but I mean, most of the time, the idea would be that you would have 
pretty much almost every turn you're going to have the order control you need you'll you'll have your orders to your primary pieces which is vader and boba and maybe krennic right you're going to have orders to them at almost all times you know it gets weird with implacable and voracious ambition you know you may get the the polls for voracious and you know and you put them on there and then implacable you could just uh seize the initiative to boba fett right and so you can there's a lot of movement in there and then with boba fett with emergency stems and then using vader's new ways to motivate them yeah <laughs> I mean, you know if you if you need to do a box grab or something with boba mm -hmm. fett or you know you just new ways him and, and he'll do whatever you want him to do i have no idea where you find the points but part of me wants to see you slide krennic out of there and throw callus in just to take more vader and boba cards i really really thought about that <laughs> <laughs> He's I mean, just going to sit in the back line anyway. Yeah. And not do a whole lot. Might as well uh, get. I was cool playing this really cool Callus OP Vader list that mm -hmm. I really liked, but it, it always seems like it was missing like some oomph. You know what I mean? Because, sure. yeah. Like the, the, the card play is really nice, especially with like ISB investigation. And you like, you know, you do it on a turn where, you know, I don't you know, even know if you take any Callus's cards. You just use it for contingencies. Yeah. Yeah. You just bring oh, yeah. it for like same thing. Krennic's going to kind of be doing is throwing some tokens in the back line and yeah. letting you I, bring some more situational Boba cards. ISB investigation is pretty good. Yeah, that's true. I'd, I'd probably take that one over uh flamethrower. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. And I mean, but besides that, I mean, I built a like middle management list with Krennic and Callus, like just trying to, like be like every turn mm -hmm. i'll have priority uh but really it just became a gun line and i'm like well you know pikes kind of have gun line locked down right yeah. now so so what yeah. can i do differently you know uh but yeah so that there's that list uh yeah i don't know man i'm all over the place i have a crazy separatist list that's that's got like <laughs> bosk aat kalani six droids and <laughs> it's so crazy two two very different things to yeah to play and practice with yeah i know did oh. you see that separatist list that i posted today no i didn't okay it was uh <laughs> it is three black sun enforcers with the magdet and the vigo um two b2s with the ha and the t-series uh, a t-series commander a vigo commander Two Magna Guard with the rocket and situational awareness, and then a unit of B1s with rad cannons. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh. So between between the three Black Sun, the two B2s, and the two Magnas, you basically have, what is that, seven, like, super beefy yeah. range two units? Um, it's, mean, if, you, if you get in, you get in. That's oh, the, yeah. That's I mean, trick, it's, though. it's only... You know, it only has one mode, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it's kind of a one-trick pony, but it's a good trick. <laughs> it's a very good trick. <laughs> so, yeah. It has uh, some, some... One of the things I like to do when I list build is I'll calculate, um, like, the average hits that it's going to put out just to kind of in aggregate. Uh, and then I also do the um, effective wounds of the list overall, again, in aggregate. So for those that don't know, effective wounds is basically the wounds of a unit divided by its save. Right. Um, so for example, uh, you know, the effective wounds of like a stormtrooper unit, which is a red save unit with four wounds, would be eight. 
right? Because on average, if they have a 50-50 save, on average, you need to make them roll eight saves to kill them, basically, is what that amounts to. Um, so the effective wounds for this uh, droid list with the Black Sun and the B2s is 140. <laughs> <laughs> and that does not include anything for armor. Most lists right. end up somewhere in the range of 90 to 100, um, just for some comparison purposes. <laughs> <laughs> I made this list and then That's I wild. did the effective wounds calculation. I was like, did I, did I do this right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, and so I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, I wonder, you know, now that I'm kind of, we're talking about it out loud. I think what's happening is exactly what we're doing is that there's so many options mm-hmm. of things you could possibly not only that you could play, but what you could be facing that right. like every time you build a list, you're like, oh, I didn't really take into account this. <laughs> and right. You're yeah. Like, there's, okay. there's always the thing that you may see across the table that you don't have an answer to. Right. Um, that you need to find a new list to have an answer to that. But you solve that problem, but, but create two more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's, it's been wild. I mean, I honestly, so, so I have, there's a big tournament uh, up here in Syracuse uh, at Millennium Games that were, that I was going to use for my Nova practice. And I'm like, all right, whatever list I bring to Nova, I need to bring to this tournament. There's a lot of great players that are coming out to this. And so I'm like, this will be a good test for where I'm at for Nova. I, I, it's Monday evening as we record this and I still don't know. I have no idea what list. I literally have no idea That's what funny. list I'm bringing. Yeah, the the waffle's a little easier for me because I have played one game as Empire and I accidentally cheated, uh, so I am locked into into one faction, and I lost. For the record, I did lose that game too. I cheated and lost. Uh, but uh, the the first points adjustment had just come out, and one of my buddies wanted to play against some of the new points, and so I built a list on the old points because I don't know how Empire works. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but when, when sitting down to make a list, like my options are, are cut by, you know, 80% because I can only, you know, I don't have access to, to shadow collective or, or any, anything else. Um, and you guys have known me long enough that I am, uh, I'm stubborn and <laughs> I like to do things my way. So usually when I go into a tournament and for like Gen Con, I went in with something to, to prove and I went in for the couple weeks leading up to Gen Con to prove that Tauntauns are bad. Um, I did not think particularly highly of them. All Everybody else on the Stabcast said, you're crazy. So I put together a triple Tawn echo base list mm. and went 13 and one. So across <laughs> a couple of weeks of games. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, it's funny you bring them up. I've been thinking about them a lot more too, because um i think i might have brought it up on the cast but like you know gun lines are big mm-hmm. again right with pikes and everything everyone's bringing gun lines i'm like well what what killed gun lines last time i'm like well tauntauns did you know yeah and i was like yeah the, hmm. the taunts kind of struggle uh i still think after playing so many games with them they're still overcosted. i think their kit is fine um because they still really struggle against the pikes because when when you finally get to crash, they've already got two or three dodge tokens, and your dice pool is very good, but it's very small. Yeah. Um, and so you're always trading inefficient with them. Uh, they're really good if you can stay up on activations, uh, which is I was running a twelve act uh, triple ton list. As soon as as act parity came up, my games started to to slide sideways on me. Um, 
but for, for me, when building a list and what keeps me kind of away from waffling is I, I'll usually, whatever I'm playing with, and it tends to change about every three to four months, I'll pick an idea that I want to mess with, whether it be a specific unit or, um, you know, a particular play style that I really want to focus on. And my list will constantly change and I'll constantly waffle through, through things of that archetype. But I try to only change about 20% of my list event to event to event to, to, to keep some consistency in my practice. Um, and once again, because I play single faction, I'm, I'm allowed to do that. That would be a nightmare to do uh, otherwise. Yeah. Well, I, uh, go ahead, Kyle. No, after you. Uh, I was going to say, I think the other thing that's happened to it for me is, <clears throat> you know, uh, I've been on this mission for a while to build up like I want to start doing some sort of like battle report or like or like video of like different techniques or stuff for us. Mm -hmm. And so like I've been on this mission to paint up all, all the factions. And so I, you know, I have all of CIS completely painted. I have a large majority of Empire painted because I've been an Empire player for so long. Sure. And I have probably like 80 percent of rebels painted at this point so i think the fact that i have all this stuff painted whereas in the past when i was going to a tournament or stuff i'm like wow i don't have time to paint so i'm only yeah. this is what i have painted so this is what i'm bringing um that has kind of diminished now so now it's more like so i have access to everything uh what should yeah. i what should i do <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and i think ryan your approach is the I'd say that's the correct approach. Um, <laughs> if there's such a thing. Uh, no, I, yeah, I don't think that there is, but yeah. I, I, just simply because like reps are good and consistent reps are better than, mm -hmm. you know, if you're, if you're doing what me or Jay are doing, you're just kind of flitting from one list to the next consistently. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've gone into tournaments like having literally zero reps with the list that I'm bringing. Um, and <laughs> like you know, you'll make mistakes as a result of doing that. Sure. Yeah, I've made mistakes as a result of doing that. Um, you know, they, what's what's the cliche? Practice makes perfect. Something um, like that. Or perfect practice makes perfect. Um, and uh, yeah, I I would recommend doing what you described. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, the other side of the coin, though, is is the practice that I miss out on is because I only play one faction. I have an under uh, an understanding of when I see a Palpatine across the table for me, how it's going to play and operate. But if I've actually played even just five or six games with a particular archetype, I'm going to understand it better. And that is, that is something that I know how to play against a Palpatine, but I don't know all that. The, the, there's every time I play something new, there's going to be things that, that catch me out that I, I am not ready for. Yeah. Um, and so I do think playing lots of different things gives you an also a very broad understanding of what you're going to see across the table from you that I just don't have when I, when I play a non, a non-mirror match. Yeah. So I, I think there's, I think there's benefits and there's pros and cons to, to both approaches. Well, and I think that's kind of, I don't know, this might be a good segue, Kyle, for yeah. talking about. So one of the things I brought up to talk about was giving your list to somebody and having them play it against you. And then you mm -hmm. finding either a list that you know it's weak to and playing it or trying to find its weaknesses. And sure. I've, I've actually done that a lot 
um, I find that the most helpful because the other thing is to not only what, what am I capable? Cause I know my, you know, for the most part, if you've been playing a list enough, you know, the weaknesses. So you'll go for yep. those weaknesses, but it's interesting to watch other people play the list and go, huh, I would have never thought to like use Luke in that capacity or, or, or sure. do something like that. That's really interesting. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, and like, for instance, uh the the echo base list that i built has all four fd cannons and uh yeah yeah i put it uh i put it in my buddy jeremy's hands and he's been playing fd cannons from the beginning he's always Mm -hmm. loved them and so he was putting them on top of like buildings and in these crazy spots that i was like oh yeah right (laughs) Like that's a really good spot for that. Range five is pretty cool when you're when you're a foot off the table. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And I was like, huh, I didn't even really mentally like was it you know it was like he was playing 3d chess while I was still playing. <laughs> you know? I was like, oh right, yeah. And so, you know, stuff like that is really helpful um, for me, anyways. You know, it's, it's just like, hey, let's swap lists for this match, or or you know um or play can you play this list while i play something different you know i think i think is always helpful yeah and even if outside of tournament prep um it's pretty common for you to see posts from people who are are just like you know i I play with my buddy or i play with my my sibling or my dad or my son all the time and um you know i always play this faction and they always play this faction and he always kicks my butt like what can i do against x faction and you know, one of the things that you can do is just like, I mean, you don't have to play the same one every time, just like right. swap them. And then maybe, maybe your opponent will, you we'll know, figure, figure something out. Yeah. yeah or, or, you know, you, you'll have an appreciation more for the weaknesses of, of their list if you're running it. Um, you know, like you said earlier, Ryan. So, yeah. Um, and that's, that's why, uh, that's how I ended up collecting Empire. When I first started playing this game, I was, I collected Rebels and I was like, I'm going to be a rebel only player. You know, I love the rebels theme. I love how they play. I'm just going to just focus on rebels. And then, and then you abandoned me. Yep. And then I was, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to actually, I'm not actually going to like get into empire, but I'm going to just kind of play it, mess around with them enough so that I understand kind of the opposing view just from a difference of perspective. And then I started playing it. I'm like, wow, this is really fun. <laughs> red, red saves are pretty cool. Am I right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have since come on core units. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> More than just Luke has these. What is this? Um, yeah. So uh, it's always good to get a different perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing. It's a luxury I'm not super afforded because my area doesn't have a lot of a lot of rebel players. Like period at all. Um, for me to hand my hand my list to a practice against a, a version of it. Um, luckily, I do tend to play weird outside the box lists that not a whole lot of people are other people are usually playing. I like to always bring something to surprise somebody. Um, but that is something that I could see a whole lot of value. in. even if, even if you're just having to, to do the sad boy thing and like set up on your kitchen table and run two lists against each other on yourself, just to, to step around the table and, and see what something else feels like just those, that mental gymnastics, I think can yield a lot of results. And that's what I ended up doing with my tons list is I figured out where its weak points are. And luckily very few people can can pick up on the fact that it kind of ignore the taunts for two turns, wipe my my five, four or five of my core, and my taunts have to commit, and then I can't reposition afterwards and I lose. Um, but like everyone sees the giant space llama and just wants to shoot it. And 
but f- doing that, that practice of sitting down, either if you can get, have the time and a friend to, to play a whole game against your list, even sometimes just sitting down with some sticky cards, drawing out some battlefields, looking at objectives and deployments on where you can play and where you're going to struggle is absolutely huge. I don't, I don't think this is a skill you need an entire three hour game with a buddy for, although it would be the premium if you got it. I've heard of people doing that sort of just playing a game against themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for some reason, I just can't like mentally, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've tried it and then I'm always, I'm always like overthinking it. I think uh, where I go to do something and then I'm like, wait, but other me is going to then just do this. Um, and maybe that's just the value in it. And you don't actually ever the value in it. Yeah. You don't really like, but the problem is that I just, I get stuck and I don't like progress through the game, you know, because I have to then do the thing knowing that other me is going to then respond to that thing with, you know, a different action. Sure. And I, like, for some reason, I just can't, I don't know. It's like a mental hangup for me, um, but I definitely see the value in doing that. Yeah, I definitely can't play against, I'm with you. Like, I'm like, well, this is stupid. I already know what I'm going to do. Like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. It just, yeah. Yeah. It's a well, weird, I think you got to get in the right mindset for it. You know, I, yeah, and I don't, I'm not there either. It requires some mental sophistication. I think that, um, I, I mean, definitely it, don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> but what, I mean, whatever, whatever switch that is that enables people, like, I can't flip that switch either. I mean, you hear of, you hear of like famous chess players and stuff doing mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And, um, like it's clearly very valuable. I just can't. Yeah, maybe maybe I need to be coached. I don't like how to do that properly. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, and it's just it's just turning turning the one side of your brain off and not thinking about things for two minutes from both yeah. sides of the table and just looking at it at one and then hitting that switch and that that can be tricky to do. Um, but also at the end of the day, it's I think it's also only just like any practice is only so valuable in a game where we introduce uh, random random chance through dice and, and order yep. control. Um, you, we can have all the best ideas and strategies in the world, but sometimes you're just going to flub a roll or spike a roll. And now the thing you thought you were going to do, you've had a big role and now you can proceed to a different avenue of opportunity that you've never seen before in all your practice games. Yeah. So. And one thing. Something I, about that... plans and contact with the enemy. Yeah. Uh, one thing I think that is useful too, is kind of fixing some of those variables. Mm. Um, you know, if, like, if you, one of the things that I like to do once I actually settle on a list, which happens from time to time, um, is, uh, kind of figure out what that list's primary weaknesses are and then practice yep. those, both those, those matchups, but also the specific, excuse me, specific objectives cards. Like sure. if I have a list that is, that I know is bad at bombing run, um, you know, I might ask, uh, uh, like somebody else to play a list that's good at bombing run and be like, all right, let's play bombing run. Let's see how this goes. Yeah. Um, or something like that, you know, just to kind of like appreciate the weaknesses of, of a certain matchup sure, in a certain situation and figure out how you're going to kind of like think your way out of that. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's another reason why it's good to settle on a list earlier rather than later so you can kind of do even if you don't physically end up doing it on a table do thought exercises like that you know visualization yeah i mean it's it's weird right because even if you do all that like even if you practice even if you have thought about it you've played at home but but when you get to the tournament sometimes the tables like 
really affect you're like well there goes all that uh so how are we gonna do this now (laughs) you know well and honestly i'm i don't know if kyle does the same thing but i know i consider when i'm going to an event who's providing the tables and that does influence what kind of of list i'm building and so i was worried going into gen con because I had all the people I had talked to, no one knew where the tables were coming from. So <laughs> yeah, I yeah. didn't know if there was a secret <laughs> bunker of stuff or if we were going to be playing with like cereal boxes and soup cans. Um, and that definitely, you know, impacted my decision to bring 12 act tons, because even if it's just a barren wasteland, tons have got some of the most like just the sheer amount of wounds that, that rebels can get and dodge token generation. So yeah. I was like, well, if I have terrible tables, this list will, will do OK still. Um, and that's that's something that you a can't control, but b if you're able to to consider. I will bring a very different list to a to a Nick Bodnar tournament than I will to to like uh, Adepticon because the tables for a lot of are going to be designed in different focuses in different places. They're all good tables, but different people build with different things in mind. Yeah, um, and that's something you can really consider. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I would say that like as for instance like gen con this year uh i think tables provided by adepticon Mm -hmm. uh, and were put together by brad uh or whatever his name is uh and (laughs) (laughs) just kidding brad uh and brad's wrote an article about building tables uh and for us and uh yeah i mean like these tables were great, but they were definitely dense, you know, and they were I was very like, dense. I was looking at them from a vehicle standpoint and go, whoa, like, I don't yeah. know how I would get a vehicle uh, into the spots I would need them into. Uh, but yeah, you never know. Right. Like there's some. Yeah. Some places you go and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I brought double heavy because this is going to eat everything alive. And then there's some you're like, yeah, so they're not going to see anything. Um, how am I going to win this game? Like, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so when it, you when you crazy. guys are waffling do you guys take that into consideration or when you're when you're doing your practice yeah. do you try to try to um, like get a feel if if you're not providing the tables yourself get a vibe and try to build tables like where you're going or do you just kind of play on whatever's available i i try to like yeah Kind of, you know, like if I know it's somewhere that I've heard they've been struggling getting terrain, I'll be like, yeah, let's pull a couple of these off of here. I think these tables are going to be a little, <laughs> little bit thinner than what we have going on right now. But, I, you know, I think a lot of the waffling, it's almost like the table's like the fifth thing on my list of problems okay. that yeah. I have. You know? That's fair. So, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. It's definitely a component, though, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um. Particularly if I'm thinking of bringing like a force user, um, yeah. I want to know if <laughs> I want to know what to expect. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there are some, there are certain force user lists that uh, are flexible enough such that if you end up on like an open table, you really don't care. You know, the prime example of that probably is like um, Jedi Luke DLTs mm-hmm. because you have, you have the DLTs and you have snipers. So you have some long range stuff to go along with Jedi Luke. Um, and the same could potentially be true of like, you know, the new shadow collective mall with a bunch of pikes, right? Yep. Like you have, you have a decent long range situation there, but if you're bringing like, you know, Vader or, uh, like an Anakin list, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to be in a more difficult position if you get one of those open tables than, um, one of those other ones. So it's definitely, 
I mean, even just setting aside trying to sort of uh, like guess what the specific tables are going to be like based on who's providing them and your knowledge of the history of what those person's tables are like, um, particularly if you're going in and it's just a total unknown uh, with waffling, um, like different types of lists have different uh, vulnerability to bad tables, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, oh, for sure. Um, you know, there are some lists that if you knew that, if you knew exactly what the tables were going to look like, <clears throat> excuse me, and you knew they were going to be like nice, balanced, good tables, they'd be like amazing. But uh, if they weren't, like that same list could be terrible. And um, yeah. you could have another list that's uh, on those on those balanced tables is like less good than that other list, but on those uh, less balanced tables is less bad off than that other list, if that makes sense. So it's like, yeah, it might be a worse list overall, like in a situation where tables are what you expect them to be, but it's also less vulnerable to like a bad table. It's one of the things that spooked me away from FDs for a really long time um, because they are, I think, especially before the, the four card flip uh, for turn yeah. zero FDs were super table dependent. Um, and I think the community, at least for, for North America as a whole, our tables have gotten a lot more consistent mm-hmm. uh, over the past couple of years since the FD has been out that it's, I think a lot more profitable and stable of a pick. Yep. Um, but for, for a long time, I think that was the, the shining example of a, of a thing that you really had to think real long and hard about whether when and where you're going to take it, because sometimes someone would get all their, you know, height two buildings and plop them down and you could only see nine inches in front of you. Uh, and then there were barren wastelands and there wasn't a whole lot of in between in the, yep. in the dark times, the early days. Um, For sure. I mean, you look at pictures from what was it like the first Gen Con? I don't which, want to talk about it, man. <laughs> I, I think that, that was the first like actual competitive Legion tournament period for the game, yes. right? Um, uh, Pro- probably on a big scale yeah for from a convention perspective yeah. um and yeah it was basically like they ordered terrain to be made and the whoever was making the terrain only sent like half of it <laughs> or something Luckily, to that effect I, I will give them credit it got i because i was a moron and i played all four like that gen con all i did was play legion uh-huh. um and it got better and better every day as they would like condense tables down, realizing all their heats weren't full and just slowly starts to stack tables because the tables that were there day one on, on Thursday were not the same tables that were there on Sunday. And it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was rough to say the least. Yeah. I mean, they were pool tables basically. Yeah. Like, and I mean, um, yeah. And there were, it was one of those situations too, where like, you know, they had things like, um i mean we've learned a lot as a community mm-hmm. uh yes. but you know they had like corner like these big beautiful corner pieces um that were like super pretty like half half of hillsides and stuff that were designed to be put in the corner of a table and like it's not good for anything over there <laughs> no 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 it's really not um and you still see that sometimes i think the the difference is and and kyle you know you've played 40k ryan i know you've played a lot of other games i've played fantasy warhammer fantasy i think in my head when i played fantasy i i kind of saw the places i wanted to play but they were more abstract but i think with star wars like there's all this iconic stuff from like places to like you know like I, i forgot what tournament it was but 
the to had one uh, like this huge sand crawler and i was like whoa that's really cool looking and then he put it right in the middle of the table and i was like yeah. uh-oh like yeah. i was like no that's not a great place for that <laughs> you know and so but it but you but as you know i didn't I blamed him, but I didn't really blame him because I'm like, I get it. That's like a really mm-hmm. iconic, cool piece that and I I mean, I did it, I think, at Northeast Open, right? I, we had a table where I had this giant Millennium Falcon yep. on it um, and I was like, ah, well, this is just for a fun tournament. I'm putting yep. this on the table yeah, because uh, it's cool, you know, but it sucked to play on that <laughs> table. Um, but that's the problem, right? Because there's all this like cool, iconic stuff that you're like, I, I, I got to put this on the table. Like, it's the Millennium Falcon and then you as you realize and you play a lot more and you become more competitive you're like oh yeah no that was a terrible idea (laughs) that was a bad idea yeah yeah you know and then you got like just thinking through stuff sometimes i think we're getting to the point where we're starting to adopt uh terrain from other games like good like good terrain from other games you know like we've been getting stuff from like infinity um you know taking what's good from 40k and bring that works for legion and bringing mm-hmm. it over i think there's a lot of cool stuff um you know and and i think the not the nice thing too is with like the disney plus shows right like i don't know if you guys saw the trailer for andor yet but holy mm-hmm. smokes that looks amazing as they show us more planets as they explore this galaxy and we see more stuff we can bring more games in yeah. or more terrain and stuff in from other games like like obi-wan had that one planet where it had all the neon lights that was very much like infinity right like infinity has the kind of like and so i saw that and i was like oh well now we can get some stuff from like warsenal and it like makes sense in this world now instead of going yeah that's some planet that i made up you know now it's like no no that's that one from obi-wan yeah and legion's got cool enough dynamic terrain rules that you can kind of make whatever you want and one of the things that that kind of blew me away when i put on rocky top game con was we had a table contest and we got so many hobbyists that that wouldn't normally come to a a big 64 man five round tournament but they came because they're like yeah i'll come push my minis around but i want to come show off this really cool thing that i've made and and you know jeremy was one of those guys at adepticon oh, yeah he's he sent me home with a bunch of tables because he's like i'm not going to be using these for a minute you take them put them in your train competition and it was amazing to see these people who aren't you know primarily tournament goers but want a way to express themselves in the hobby um this game as opposed to a lot of other minis games and I know we've kind of skewed off topic, but it's it's no, no, super it's cool fun. that everybody can find their way to interact with the hobby, how they want to on other yeah. terms. Yeah. Uh, and to that, I, some of these um, every once in a while on like one of the Facebook groups or something around the Reddit, you'll see some guy or lady that just joined because they wanted to show off some like diorama that they built, but yeah. with Legion figures. And you're like, mm-hmm. dude, that, that is so good. <laughs> you know? And, and they're like, yeah. yeah, I just bought these for this to build this diorama. And you're like, whoa, uh, that's cool. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. One of my earliest hobby memories from like miniatures wargaming. Um, I started playing 40 K when I was like 11 or 12. And um you know, we, we didn't know what we were doing. So we basically played on like a ping pong table and we'd like, you know, put like textbooks under a sheet Mm -hmm. and use like bottles and cans and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, we need some better terrain. Um, and this was before you could just go on the internet 
and be like, how do I make terrain? Yeah. I'm like, all right, so how do I do this? I guess we need stuff, right? So I went in my backyard. As you do. And I got a rock. Mm-hmm. It was it was like this really nice, like flat rock that you could set stuff on. Um, and then I like, I flocked it, you know, cause they had like mm-hmm. modeling flocks. So I sprinkled some flock on top with some glue and I called it a day. And my, my friend comes over to um, play some 40 K and he's like, man, that looks really good. How did you do that? <laughs> I mean, that looks, that really looks like a rock. And I'm like, <laughs> it is a rock. <laughs> it's I found it in my backyard. He's like, Oh, <laughs> okay <laughs> that's um, that's funny i like when i'll start like looking up like oh hey i want to build this like tree i need to like i want some like uh-huh. really cool looking mm-hmm. trees and the guy's like so i just went out in my yard and i grabbed some branches <laughs> from a tree and i glued them on here and i'm like all right i mean yeah we could do that <laughs> <laughs> that's not what i was looking for but all right sure yep. man look <laughs> and buy these 3d printers for nothing yeah, right, right. yeah exactly the 3d print some sticks yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right well i will um just i'll round out our waffling just full disclosure sure and i i can hear what you guys think so here's, I think I'm down to like a final three options. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I want to hear your input. The first is uh, Iden Boba, basically what I played at that tournament, whatever that was two weeks ago. So it's like Iden Boba um, with some pikes uh, sure. and Inferno Squad. Um, the other would be Anakin Padme, also with pikes. Um, it's almost like they're good. <laughs> yeah, and they're, I think that they are particularly good in that list with Anakin and Padme because um you know pikes love dodge tokens and there is there is there are few lists better at generating lots of shareable dodge tokens Mm -hmm. than Anakin Padme. Um they can also use the aims and stuff from Exemplar. It's basically like Anakin Padme are super good at supporting pikes. Um, And because of how the points shake out since you can take a capo instead of um uh, a commander that saves you 15 points and then you can also just cut endurance entirely from anakin because you can take ploy as like a perfect yeah. flaw counter um so that's basically you save 21 points just like off the top there and then you can kind of rearrange your core upgrades a little bit such that you can you know the quote-unquote traditional clone centered anakin padme list just has um four core troopers with heavies uh, and the pikes let you up it to five so yeah it's just like a straight upgrade from the historical anakin padme list um which that i ran at adepticon um and that has been popular you know even before that uh but uh so, so that's really good that's option two and then option three is just like straight boring shadow collective mall with a bunch of pikes <laughs> because <laughs> that's good obviously um now they would be extremely poorly painted pikes because uh, this is this is right here is currently the state state of my pikes. Mm. Um, they they're airbrushed, so there's at least three colors on there. Um, there you go. But I have not done any detail brush work on them yet, so they look they look barely tournament legal. Let's put it that way. My opinion here is I would like I honestly would like to see you do something with uh, Anakin Padme pikes. Because I really want 
I think I said something on a cast a couple episodes ago where it just nonchalantly was like, and oh yeah, and you know, Gar is where Gar's at. You know, <laughs> it's fine because we've talked about it's at nauseum at this point, right? And somebody commented, it must have been the first time listening to the cast or something. They're like this huge comment on the on the episode about we can't just pass this by we really need to talk about how bad gar is i'm like and my comment was i don't think they're bad i just think we haven't found anything that's really resonating yet and i think there's so much for them that maybe there's something in there that you know because this always happens and we i bring lupo up all the time about this because no one was using saboteurs until lupo started spanking people with them and we're like oh yeah that's super good uh you know and i mean so and at the end of the day, like, yeah, Shadow Collective's like the boogeyman, but we've had no major erratas or updates since LVO where like Republic was kind of everywhere with, with Padme, Saber, Yoda, Wookiees and combinations therefore of. And even even I saw a handful at Adepticon. Um, nothing's fundamentally changed. It's just people chase the shiny new thing. Yeah. Um, and whenever I'm looking to, to build a list and prep for a tournament, um, and this this may sound this may sound dumb, but I always try to figure out like what my goal for that event is. And like obviously the the first goal is like win the tournament. Um, but you know I don't do that, so I set I try to find other more more novel goals for myself of things I want to work and find towards. And, and you know for for Gen Con for me it was make Tauntauns work, and I did. So you know only losing one game to to the, he who shall not be named. But. Uh, <laughs> Well, now you have to name who did you lose it's the game? Oh, to? it's Al, it's Al Paz, the guy that oh, I, oh, I room oh. with at almost every convention. And... <laughs> All right, yeah. yeah, you and Al go to like every single. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we paired round one at Gen Con. It was great. Oh man, <laughs> that's, that's that's how moment. it goes. That's how it yeah. goes. Yeah. 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 So, but uh, but yeah, figure out like what you what you want to accomplish, and you know, for me, kind of like Jay, that the novel thing would be is if you're really considering playing Republic, like. I would consider player probably because I like to, to be plucky and prove people wrong. Yeah. Evan, well, Evan Paul, one of our writers, I asked, mm-hmm. I posed this question in our internal discord earlier today. And I think he said it very succinctly. He said, uh, do you want to look cool doing well, or do you want to actually have a better chance to do well? <laughs> I'll let you guys figure out which list is which in the oh, in sure. corner. <laughs> um, I mean, and, and if you play, Aiden, Aiden Boba, we're just going to label you a meta chaser after following you. <laughs> so, <laughs> to be fair, Kyle's been talking about playing Boba for a long time. So, if he plays Boba, that's that was Kyle. Now, if he does add Aiden to that, though, yeah, he's for <laughs> sure. But if he plays something with Boba in it, He's been talking about this. I, we as soon as as soon as Din Jarn comes out, we know he's playing Boba Din. Like that's, yeah, yeah. he's sure. been setting that up. I'm pretty sure that's going to be his world's list. Uh, and so so like, especially with a gun that can just murder things for no reason and no actual rolling or anything. But you know, you, you do have to roll one dice, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> it's a red. It's a red dice, but you do have to roll. The ma- the map says you'll miss once per game. <laughs> Twice, roughly. Um, oh, yeah. did you just come on here and talk to Kyle about math? Because he's going to correct you. <laughs> You're right. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm from Tennessee. We know I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you and your dumb little podcast came over here and started telling us <laughs> about math, but it ain't gonna fly. Yeah, and I think I think I said <laughs> I, I seem to recall uh, basically in the episode after they previewed the new Merc cards. Um, I think that you were poo-pooing Boba Fett a little bit. I still am. And um, I think I said, I'm going to play him for Nova Open. So, Yeah, um, I mean, listen, I think Boba is good, but I think he needs support, like another character to support him to make him great. Like Iden? Like Iden or Din or, you know, or these or Vader. Like, but yeah, he's not a he's not a central piece. I don't think. Sure. That's that's where that's I think more of what that's, I was saying. That's is. fair, but he's also but cheap I, enough that you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, I was about to say I don't think he's costed like a central piece either. I think people want him to be one that, or yeah. to be something that that is that his unit card is not. That's fair. I think just sometimes we get caught up in the hyperbole of things sure. and, and Kyle was spouting off about how great Boba is. So what really, if you want proof how great Boba is, just He's your only named character in your list. <laughs> just bring him and see what happens. Just, just bring him a commander, a three core, and have like a 600 point bid. <laughs> yeah. 500 point bid. Yeah. He's so good. I don't need anything else. Yeah, exactly. Big um, talk from a big man. <laughs> bring Boba. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably leaning that way um, just because I played Anakin Padme at Adepticon, and we were talking about those lists yeah. earlier, right? That with with the terrain discussion. Um, yeah. Even with the pikes, Anakin Padme is like absolutely devastating if they can stay in one tight ball and fight at range three. Um, like there is, uh, uh, don't at me, Gar players. There is there is nothing better at range three than that combination. Um, sure. But you got to be able to set that situation up. <laughs> and if you can't, well, there's going to be problems. And in uh, range three, you can correct me if, if, if I'm wrong here, but range three ain't what it used to be. No, it's over not. The past, over the past you know, year, almost everything is, has gotten at least an option for, for range four. Yep. And, so, and I think that's just kind of where the, the game is settled, where range two units like B2s have kind of phased out. The only reason we see Magnus is because they have that that range four rocket for for the approach. I don't see many people running just three Magnus or, or the whip guys. Um, so engineering that range three option has become much more difficult when you have to take two moves to move towards your opponent while they're just getting free shots on you. Yep. There's a new challenge for you, Kyle. How about an army with all whips and <laughs> and range one to two weapons? That's it. Well, that's like what that droid list I just referenced, yeah, right? Yeah, the one, yeah, the one yeah. with the B2s, the Magnus. I mean, the Magnus yeah. had rockets, but it's essentially like an all-rage two list. Yeah. Um, just triple black suns with, with scatters and triple whip uh, whip bikes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Double bus. <laughs> I actually think there's something to like six black suns. Um, I, I haven't seen anybody do that yet at a tournament, but... Uh, <laughs> it's an obnoxious Even, amount of red saves uh, to have to deal with yeah and he, i mean if there's anything gen con told us mm. it's that um even in small amounts like black it was gen con was all about black suns and buses right yep but yep. even in small amounts like those black suns just absolutely slap you um, well, and when you bring your own line of sight blockers like it really helps right yeah that's what the buses are right you yeah. just do a skid turn in front of your black suns and then they just kind of like you know walk up I, I wonder uh 
I was thinking about this because uh, I, I have this model painted and together was the snail tank, right? And maybe mm -hmm. you could even put put one of those in like a CIS army and use it well, kind of like a bus, right? Like the same. On our, on our Gen Con recap, we talked about how like the top placing CIS list, that's what it was. It was Kalani spooling up a, uh, or maybe it was a generic super attack, but spooling up a, a snail tank with, with, uh, with black sun with on, black sun on it's terrifying it. yeah and you could even bring i mean those droid medics are what 14 points mm -hmm. um bring a droid medic or two for those yeah, just, for those black just sun to be obnoxious yeah, yeah <laughs> i think there's something there yeah for sure those snail tanks are i mean they are fast yeah uh because of how big those spaces mm -hmm. are i know that they're called snail tanks but like those those <laughs> things teleport across the table. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think the first it's... time I played against one, it was a bad time because I underestimated how fast that thing was. Yeah. And losing activations, you know, turn one to a to a giant snail tank is is bad news bears. Yeah. And like when it gets in that, it's it's got that arsenal too. And then it's got that range two gun that you combine with its main gun. And you just like, you don't even need anything else. You just roll it in, you drop off those guys mm -hmm. and then shoot. And you're like, Whoa, I just erased a unit like between yeah. these two things, you know? Uh, yeah. I don't know this. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This cast did not help me at all. I'm waffling even Good. harder now. And I've come up with four more lists while we were talking. So <laughs> uh, I'm in bad shape, everybody. <laughs> Well, we've, yeah. we can we can continue to waffle over the next few weeks. That's um, true. You guys can. Are you going to Nova, Ryan? I I sadly won't be there. Um, I had to make the call between Gen Con mm. and Nova and SoCal. So right now I've got SoCal on the docket. I was at Gen Con, so okay. I got to take a tournament off. That's fair. I'm I'm jealous. I uh, Nova is the only one for the rest of the year for me. Um, oh no! It is. It is twenty. To 25 minutes from my house so that's an yeah, easy one can't, so, can't yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. all right well you gentlemen have any final thoughts um i think you if you're listening to us still uh at yeah this point of the power podcast, yeah number one you're great and number two go listen to the, go listen to stabcast or as soon as you're done yeah well then you whenever lost, you know, four whenever hours of your they, life yeah whenever they put out an episode uh did you guys put one out recently last week yeah oh we do every other week oh is that what you guys are at now yeah. i thought it was like once every four months i don't know <laughs> whoa whoa sir whoa sir listen here we do we do one podcast every four months and it's five and a half hours <laughs> <laughs> i mean we do we do one episode every every other week and they're usually about two hours we had a nice our last episode was nice and respectably short at you know an hour and 20 minutes there you go <laughs> we're working on it you could always like split them in half and do part one part two i mean we could but you're asking them to do a lot of work. You're asking us to like cut our tracks in half and like re-record intros. Like we ain't got time for that. We don't like each other that much. <laughs> That's fair. Um, well, thanks so much for coming on, Ryan. Yeah, thanks um, for having me, guys. Yep. Um, and uh, I would say good luck to those going to Nova because I feel like we talked about that a lot today. But that's uh, in three in three weeks, so we're gonna yeah. have like a. I'm sure we'll have an actual like week before Nova episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's insincere because we're both going to be playing, and really, the good luck should go. That's to true. Us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. 
yeah. have fun in Nova. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> We're coming for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, with my mall bike spam, maybe. And maybe my unknown, <laughs> my badly painted mall bike spam. You know, it's becoming so bad. I may just end up showing up with my double heavy list just because I won't yes. be able to decide, and I'll just be like, "Bah, this is what I'm bringing." I'm gonna use yeah. I'm gonna use the kitty the kitty cat stickers. Yeah, on the, I'm the gonna if mall pike spam gets too much worse. I am I keep staring at a 14 activation Cassian triple sniper triple FD list just to say <laughs> go away. <laughs> <laughs> it loses to everything else, but it'll kill pikes. Yeah, well, I like yeah. that. Four, ah, four high velocity snipers there. I mean, that's why I did the the item list. You know, mm-hmm. it's got four For high sure. velocity snipers in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Um, Unfortunately, Anakin Padme also vulnerable to the same thing. (laughs) True. People start teching against pikes. That's going to be bad for Anakin Padme. All right. Uh, Well, let's close this out. Um, We are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Jay. I'm Ryan. Stay fresh, cheese bags.